Is this thing on, Cam? I can never get enough volume. Bingo. Actually, you know that camp that we got that from, it actually just happened. It, I, I, I didn't. I was invited to go, but I didn't go. Because right. I've been thinking about that over the past few months, that it's camp season and all that stuff where we used to go. Well, we made a lot of good memories. We made a lot of bad ones, too. What, there at the old camp? Uh, no, this... Where I heard that phrase used was by a preacher at Brewston Mills Camp. And, uh, oh, Brewston Mills. Brewston Mills. Mm-hmm. And for, for people that don't know what we're referring to, the story behind that is there was this preacher that is extremely loud. This man could be... Uh, he could be at a Trump rally and wouldn't need a microphone. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, uh, it's impressive actually how loud the man is. And I remember yeah. him getting up to, to speak at Brewster Mills camp. And I think something was happening with the PA system. And he's like, I don't know what it is. I just feel I can never get enough volume. And I remember the whole crowd just kind of like, that's <laughs> 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 That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Dude, uh, you mentioned camps. You went to Brewston Mills quite a bit as a young person, didn't you? Yeah, because it was about ah, maybe an hour and a half from the house. Yeah, maybe not even that far. Okay. Holy moly, dude. I've never heard of that. I've heard of it plenty, um, but I've never got to go. Um, I, I was invited a few times, but I just I never I never went. Um, it's very small. Camp, it's very yeah, small. that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Um, now, Clinton Camp, man, we rolled it over there, man. Dude, I, I tell you what, I still think of that place when it hits this time of year because the oh, I do too. You get, I do too. You'll start hearing like certain bugs, you know, and and you'll just feel like that uh, that summer night feeling. And I can remember just oh, yeah. being just running around there, just loaded with testosterone. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, man, um. I was visiting my grandma this past weekend and she still goes to Clinton every single year, man. Does and she really? She was tell she yeah, she was telling me and Mariah about the cabins and oh my gosh, man, like I was like getting kind of a, a hankering to go back, <laughs> you know. <laughs> then I, I well then I kind of snapped out of it, you know. But uh <laughs> um but no, really there were some great memories there. Oh it yeah. It really was. Yeah. Um well man, Phil, I think that's where me and you met. Honestly, I think so because me and you were related for years and never really made one of those acquaintance. Had no idea. Mm -hmm. who we were. And, uh, so then, so we met up there and then of course we, we, um, we made some great friends up there and, you know, and man, yeah, we had a blast, you know, um, a funny story real quick. I don't know if you need to edit this out or not, but at Clinton camp, my dad, there's a cabin. He's got some really nice wicker furniture. And, uh, you know, now I have a pickup. I've thought about going and uh, snatching it. <laughs> Make Mariah put her hair up so you can go up there and get that furniture, exactly, huh? Exactly. <laughs> I don't throw in long sleeves. And, oh, man. Take off my wedding band for a moment. And, Mariah, would you be fine with being Sister Heskett for uh, long enough for Canaan to get that, that furniture out of there? <laughs> I'd hey. have my nails pulled out. <laughs> well, well, now wait a minute. That could be a ring. <laughs> you know? Hey, this, this is nice wicker furniture that all I would have to do is sneak on the campground, break into the cabin, and steal the furniture. Goodness. What? <laughs> How easy could it be? Why do I feel like that's not the first time that would have happened to Clinton Camp? 
I think I have. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody please pull up the statute limitations for Pennsylvania for us? <laughs> <laughs> we won't discuss any more of that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, that's kind of a good lead way into what we were wanting to talk about just for one minute. And it, it's not anything big, but um, Mariah was, we were at dinner and she was talking to me about, um, she was reading um, about Paul and how Paul, how was it? He said that he was in First Corinthians. First Corinthians, he basically he would fit in with who he was with. So it said that obviously he wouldn't give up God's law, but he would if he was the Jew obey the Jewish laws, which he was anyways. But I mean like so he would be if he was with them, he would like abide by their rules and do what they did and like dress how they dressed. But then when he would go to the Gentiles he would forget the Jewish law and do what they did. He would dress how they would. He would eat what they would. All and he like and he said like all to bring people to Christ, like all so that like sure other people could see Jesus. But I'm like, what? Like, is that like two faced? Well, actually, I pulled it up here while you're talking, and I can go ahead and read that passage real quick uh, so people know what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, looks like First Corinthians nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, start about verse nineteen. Uh, Paul oh my said, gosh, that's what I have circled. Uh, Paul said, though I am free and belong to no one, I've made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. Uh, to those not having law, I became like one not having the law, uh, though I'm not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak. To win the weak, I become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this all for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. Isn't that crazy? It is. And so I, I've thought about this passage different times. Do you guys think, and Mariah specifically, do you, do you think that this was, was he talking maybe more cultural customs? Because I don't think that Paul would, would lie to the Jews and say, oh yeah, I believe just like y'all do. Um, do you think this was more, you know, just to try to fit in to some point? I feel like it's very, see, I don't know. I feel like it's very like a person can interpret this, how, how they feel, you know what I mean? Like, you know, how people interpret the Bible differently. And I feel like this is one of those passages is like, I almost feel like, I don't think he would lie about it, but I don't think he would be like, oh, well. I was just a Jew last week, but today I'm not. Like, I don't feel like he had that kind of spirit because that wasn't his intention. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I almost feel like it's kind of like, he said, I will do anything to win somebody to Christ. So does that mean he would lie and pretend to be like that person? I wouldn't think so. I, so I, I think he was human. So obviously he had, he wasn't Jesus. So he wasn't perfect. So that means that he had to have had some sort of, the battle of the conscience almost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I wonder if he just kind of took the approach as like how many people that are um, not trying to sound rude or whatever, but people that are teetering between the conservative crowd and the more, if you want to use it, I don't really like it, but the more liberal crowd. Um, those that are teetering, they're like, well, I'm going to take off my wedding band because I don't want to offend. Or, you know, I don't want to disrespect or I'm going to not wear my shorts because I don't wear, you know, so on and so forth. There's many, many things. I wonder if that was just kind of the approach that 
he kind of took is like he's just like i don't want to offend them i'm not gonna hide maybe what i do but does that make sense or am i just kind of way off base there? yeah i see what you're saying i i i wonder if he didn't go about it kind of the way that uh i think it's john piper mentioned that he doesn't drink alcohol like on a regular basis mm-hmm. but he said the a lot of the christians in europe where it's a different culture a lot of times they they'll they'll drink beer with like every meal and he said if yeah, i'm in like that glass of wine yeah yeah and he's like if i'm in that setting i'm i'm going to sit there and 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 drink that beer at dinner and just to kind of like fit in with their culture so i wonder maybe is maybe that the approach paul's taking i i really don't have a good you know, a, a solid yeah, answer I to don't, this. I don't either. Well, because I, he also talks about, and it's around there, and I can't remember exactly what verse, but uh, I also just read with that, that, like, you know, if you are doing something, you know, and everybody's heard this, if you're doing something and it offends someone or they don't think it's right, then you just don't do it around that person. Yeah. That way you shouldn't, you know, not to make them fall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that, that passage. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's the kind of approach that he took with this. Was just like I'm trying not to like let them fall, but I want to lead them to Christ because I think more in that day it wasn't as much of like it wasn't like a standard issue. It was they worshipped pagan gods, so it wasn't like necessarily like the way they looked or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, and I wasn't saying that's what it was like a standard wise. No, 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 obviously there's so many. You know, there's such a a gap there between you know culture wise so i just thought it was so interesting it is it's very interesting said if your brother eats if you're if it offends your brother to eat meat don't Don't like don't eat meat yes so i mean maybe that maybe that's just kind of the approach he was taking was is like hey if they don't do something i'm not going to be doing that around them i'll I'll kind of shift gears a little bit i'll kind of do what i got to do to blend in with these people yes for the time you know And, and to be fair there are certain there there are certain people we don't drink around. Oh yeah, 100%. there are certain people we do drink around. Hundred percent. But that's pretty much the only thing that we do or don't do mm-hmm. around people. Everything else. I right. mean, I guess in a way you could say we can kind of fit in with with a more conservative crowd or a more liberal. And I'm not as comfortable around the conservative crowd. <laughs> but, <I'm> either. But, <laughs> I, you know, but but yeah, there's just people that you just don't you know. And it's not like we go out and go overboard or anything like that. But you know, right. Right. There's just there's just some people you don't even drink a glass of wine around, you know. Yeah, because you know that they, they know that we do. Yeah, they know that we do, but they're just not comfortable with it. So it's like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make them feel uncomfortable in a set, you know. Right, because they have a they feel that it's wrong. They don't agree with it. So uh, yeah, you don't, yeah. You well, don't, I mean, I've heard them say like, "Oh no, well, I don't no, think it's wrong, but we no, just don't do yeah, it." Yeah, we just don't. Do it. <laughs> right. Well, okay. I'm like okay, that's right. it's the same. I'm yeah. just joking. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting thing there that uh very pa- uh, interesting passage from paul yeah it is i yeah, think is. that one of uh, paul is such an interesting character to me and i think part of the reason why was because paul unless i'm mistaken and our bible scholars here can correct me if i'm wrong he had to come to christ uh, in a more similar way um to the way that i had to come to christ like he wasn't a disciple of christ you know he kind of yeah. came he was kind of late to the party and, uh, you know, he, he had this, this journey of where he accepted Christ after, uh, you know, he followed Christ after the sacrifice was already made. And so I, yeah. for some reason, I've always felt this connection with him. I've always been extremely interested in what he had to write. And I, I find his approach on 
so many different things interesting. Like to me as well, the strong language that Paul has used in the past, and there's a video out there, I, I would love to play it on the podcast at some point, that it's by that one comedian, and he was kind of making the same, um, same general point about the strong language that is in the Bible, you know, where yeah. they would talk about uh, my righteousness or as filthy rags. Uh, mm-hmm. Filthy rags, all right, we always heard that. There's even a Southern Gospel song that uh, used that mm-hmm. term in it. When yeah. the actual interpretation was basically dirty tampons, dirty, you know, dirty menstrual rags. And now <laughs> That's you, lovely. Uh, I want to hear the rewrite of that Southern Gospel song now in light of that information. <laughs> 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 but, you know, he would use this, this strong language yeah. to really convey a point. And like when he was talking about people that were, um, they were getting all worked up or people were working them up because they were telling them that they need to practice the Mosaic law to be a Christian and, and therefore pushing circumcision on them. Yeah. And he said, I wish that those that are working you up would emasculate themselves. Yep. And, you know, just different things like that from Paul. And it's like, wow, yeah. wow. You know, it's, it's interesting to me. That is, yeah, you know what also I found is. really funny is that he has all this advice on marriage, never been married. <laughs> and then he's like, if you, but if you're not married, then don't do it because it's not good. But if you do get married, then here's some rules for you. And I'm like, sir, you were never married. How? <laughs> like, I don't, you're not. No, oh, my. Yeah. God bless you. Sir, I'm good. <laughs> I, I know what you mean there. He, his opinion was uh, pretty strong on, he wished that people it would was. stay single. He, I don't know. Stay single. But if you can't, here's well, what you should do. How do you yeah, say it's better to. Uh, like, if you can't control yourself, then just get married. Right. Oh, God. I'm not, I'm not even going down that road. No, that's because you couldn't <laughs> control yourself. You couldn't control Wait yourself. Therefore, whoa, you're married, Kaden. That's why we're married. You can't control yourself. <laughs> I don't even know why you all would be talking dirty like this. I'm <laughs> also, quite frankly, I'm ashamed. So, you, you, you should be ashamed. You should be ashamed. I'm disappointed in the both of you. <laughs> you guys want to rag on some preachers? Well, Phil, I would love to stutter and stammer for 15 more minutes (laughs) that we've done ragged on for for two years now. Let's turn our attention to Jeremy Fuller. Oh, what? Shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Actually, he's he's, uh, a recurring feature. This is the second time he's been featured on here. This is the same guy that that cracked the jokes. Well, Well, we'll be very nice and we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say jokes about uh, punching someone in the face that disagreed with Jim Plank. <gasps> yes, yes. He was, he, was, he was really just trying to um, be like them old-timers. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like how those old-timers were. Yeah. The fear tactic. Jeremy, Jeremy Fistbump Fuller. Hey, does he not kind of look a little bit like Christian Bale? Or is that just me? Dude, 100%. You are right. Whoa. What? Yeah. I, I need to see this guy. He looks like Christian Bale. He looks like <laughs> looks like Christian. He looks. I never thought about that. Out of the Ferrari. Uh, that uh, well, of course, not many people have probably seen Ford versus Ferrari, but it's a great movie. It is a good movie. So there's an Allegheny preacher that's uh, actually in my general area. He bears a striking resemblance to Eric Church. No way. Oh yeah. Like I'm still not convinced. That I mean, has anybody ever seen Paul Mullins and Eric Church in the same place at the same time? I'm just saying. <laughs> dude, that would be hilarious, dude. He just like rocks out on the Fridays and Saturdays, and then comes yep. in, preaches the gospel. Yep, you you're definitely right. Jeremy Fuller does bear 
a very strong resemblance to Christian Bale. That's yeah. That's that's weird, actually. I need to see. All right, so Jeremy Fuller preached at a church camp here recently, and um, there was a couple couple clips that, that stood out from there. We might as well let's just go ahead and play these bad boys. What do you say, Kana? Let's do it. Do it. I'll give you the first one here, where uh, we do the whole CHM thing of making fun of praise teams, which CHM preachers. That's one they they love that. They enjoy picking on praise teams. God was very severe, very serious about protecting the aroma of the holy place. And I say tonight, this afternoon, we ought to be equally as concerned about protecting the aroma in God's house. God forbid the day should come when God's missionary church ever moves the praise team in or the smoke machine or the light show and we begin to try to duplicate what the world does at their churches every Sunday morning across America. There is to be a very special aroma that is distinct to the house of God and we may have to fight to preserve it but I pray that God will give us fresh courage and help us to do the right thing, Brother Purdy, and, and contend for that which has no other smell in any other place around the world. Mariah, your thoughts. I know you're, um, you're, okay. a, you're a worship, uh, you're a praise team person at times, right? Yeah. I... I'm a young whippersnapper, so I can't, I, I can't say that I agree with him, but I do agree as far as we have to keep the reverence, but what happened to being able to meet with God anytime, anywhere? So does that mean everywhere I go to needs to be reverent? The church is just a building. Yes. That we right are there. the church. And if, if we keep ourselves reverent. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Why does it matter? CHM preachers do this weird thing at times to where they pull up verses from the Old Testament and they then equate like the tabernacle or the temple to a New Testament church building. And it's not the same yeah. thing. It's not the same thing at all. You know, I think it was, it was Paul, I forget where, he said, you know, God doesn't dwell in temples uh, built by man. Yeah, no. That, that thing, that doesn't happen anymore. But, but it's like the CH, they do this a lot with the Old Testament. It's almost like they cherry pick certain things. Well, we'll yes, do this, do. but we won't do this, but we will do this. And then whenever you start to make the point of like, well, you know, the Mosaic law is, is uh, Jesus fulfilled it. They'll say, well, you just, you don't think the Old Testament's important, do you? I'm like, didn't say that at all, bud. But, yeah. <laughs> and, and they'll say things like, well, Jesus didn't do away with the law, he fulfilled it. I'm like, and what does fulfilled mean, my man? If something's fulfilled to me, that it's over. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and then they, they begin to make this weird comparison to a church building and, and somehow, you know, the temple. And it's, it's just, it's not the same thing. It's not at all. I actually recently, the last time, okay, so when we took our truck in to Stoops the first time. Yeah. So last week, I sat down. When I sat down and brought Gray in, we were sitting in the 
I don't know what that room's called where like everybody waits to like get their oil changed and stuff. The room. Yeah, the waiting room. We just we just hit it off. We just started talking and she was the most sweet person. She was so sweet. She was Catholic and she actually had the same opinion as him as far as she's like I just think that church needs to be kept reverent. I don't even know how we got on the subject, but basically um, the church needs to be kept reverent and how, you know, they just put way too much emphasis onto trying to be showy and like all this stuff. And I mean, she wasn't like, like rude or condescending because her whole, whole, whole attitude you can tell was not demeaning in any way. She was like, this is just my personal opinion. And I just thought that was so interesting that like somebody who is not obviously CHM, she mm-hmm. was Catholic. She said she's been Catholic her whole life, had this same opinion. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I need to bring this up with Glenn Asbury next time I talk with him because I, now I'm interested to to know the Catholic view on this. Yeah. They, they might have a little different viewpoint than than we do. I, I like the, um, I subscribe a lot to the Phil Robertson approach and, and Phil and Jason, all those guys on the Unashamed podcast. They have stressed that a lot to the building that the church meets in, uh, really, in the grand scheme of things, means absolutely nothing. If the building, the church building, burnt down, the church would find some other place to meet tomorrow. It'd probably be in somebody's living room or or something like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. But it yeah, does absolutely. not destroy the church. Like it's it's not a I mean it's a it's a big deal. You you lost a you lost you know like the the place that you're familiar with, the place you're used to to meeting in, but that's all it is. It's a preference of ours. Yeah. It's it's not this, you know, grand thing that all of a sudden uh, God has departed us because we don't have our church building anymore. Now, I I do think there is some merit to being careful of, you know, just turning into a show. I understand that, but the church I go to right now has praise teams, and let me tell you, they put their all into it. Um, I mean, you can tell that these people do not take it lightly. Um, they do a very good job at setting the mood, but which, let's be honest, that's what CHM services do as well. There's a reason why during an altar call, they sing, um, you know, just as I am instead of, uh, I'm so glad to be a part of the family of God, because... <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, they want to be emotional. Yeah, yeah. It, it sets yeah, the emotion, are. it sets the tone. Yeah, one they, of them is, is a very somber song, and one that really gets you to thinking. And yep. uh, at times, if you couple if you if you couple that with uh, Judy Williams preaching on hell, it'll scare the crap out of you. And then, yeah, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But yeah. I've yeah, it's a scare tactic. Yeah, and I, so I've sat around praise teams and. Uh, like I said, my church has one now, and there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Now, I will tell you this. It took me a while to get used to it, but it was a complete preference of mine, and I understood that at the time, and now I'm used to it, so I'm good. Man, I'll tell you, like, uh, I've been to a few of them now, and because, uh, you know, me and Rye, we were kind of, when we were searching for a church, like, we tried a few different ones, and I will say, of course, a CHM person, you would never probably even get them in the door. And then of these churches. And then if you did get them in the door, their mind would be so shut that they would never, God himself, and I don't mean this lightly, but I think God himself could sit down beside them and and they they wouldn't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, but I'll tell you, if they ever got into them services and like heard some of the worshipful songs that are sung and stuff, dude, there it's like such a sweet presence that settles in sometimes. It's like, holy, it's, it's, it's amazing. 
something that used to be pushed a lot in the CHM. I don't know if it is anymore, but I think this does play a lot into their thinking on this. The CHM at times can have some very weird ideas about music and about uh, a certain beat. We used to hear that preached, didn't we, Kanan? Oh, I heard that preached a lot. My dad especially. Oh, yeah. They would, they would talk about There actually used to be this guy. His name was Danny Luttrell. I think he's passed away now. But he yeah. even put out this tape. Yeah. And it was all about rock music and how it's completely of the devil. He would he would talk about this certain beat and I think there was syncopation. I think they they talk about and how some of it come over from the jungles of Africa, and so therefore we yeah, knew. My dad used that. Oh yeah, and so they they got some weird thinking uh, on that they, that I think a lot of them do. still subscribe to this to this day, even if it's not necessarily out loud. I think that still sways a lot of their decisions on this because contemporary music uses drums and electric guitars, and it's beautiful. Yeah. I think they should. Um, in oh, fact, yeah. use more of it, boys. But yeah, uh, for real. I think that plays a lot into their their thought process here. Daniel Trail used to scare me to death, dude. I remember. Oh, yeah, dude. Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, he had me convinced that was... And don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm just not, it's not exactly a song I want to pattern my life after. Don't... <laughs> You know, yeah. and, and I'm not saying that Van yeah. Halen is like, you know, should be leading worship service somewhere, but I don't think that they were it is, exactly it is, all that they made them out to it's, be. It's entertainment, man. Yeah, sure. It's entertainment. Sure. That's like people are like, oh my gosh, you know, Kiss, they are just, oh, it's so evil. And I'm like, what? do you really know what that was? That was marketing. Sure it was. Believe, believe it or not, Gene Simmons is a marketing genius. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> he is a marketing genius. And he is an extremely good businessman. When you take that makeup off and you listen to him talking stuff, he's very intelligent. Like, yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this guy here is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oh yeah, dude. Do you so guys like, remember oh, yeah, some of the conspiracy theories too that would come around about music? Like, they would say that KISS stands for Kids and Satan's Service. Mm. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Or, or they, I oh, heard yeah. somebody else say that they it was like knights in Satan's service. And so I would look at these guys as a kid. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah. And literally, I heard uh, one of the members of KISS talk about how they got the name. And they said <laughs> they said they literally wanted to name it. Yeah. But yes. their their manager gave them some good advice. was like, uh, no, we can't market that, boys. We can't. <laughs> yes. Sorry, we can't. Yes. So they yes. changed it from that to Kiss, and therefore now we have you know Detroit Rock City. Exactly. That's exactly how that name goes. Yeah, dude. And I like the little Kiss, man. They're awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah give me some Gene Simmons, man. All right, let's go on to uh, clip number two. We got a tent, and we put it up, and man, the second night of that first tent meeting, 97 people under the tent. I couldn't believe it. Of course, Brother Watson preached against everything and they didn't come back. But that's all right. We had the little group that wanted it. But that's how we got our start at Don Cannon. I think that this clip here is, um, this one bothers me way more than the first one. Oh, yeah. That one's actually like shocking, honestly. Yes. None of them came back, but that's okay. That has set you back. Yep. So to give people some, some context to what he's talking about, he's talking about a, a tent meeting or tent revival, what, whichever they're called, that they set up when he was younger. They asked a certain preacher to come preach it. The preacher was very conservative. And um, the, that, that night of tent meeting, they had all those people there, and this preacher preached on everything, which I take to mean as he went down the line on CHM standards and Oh, yeah, probably and anything stuff. and everything. 
And, and so to me, to just pass that off as this preacher preached on all kinds of stuff. Now, to be fair, I don't know exactly specifics on what the guy preached on, but based off of Jeremy's um, description, I can probably guess. You know, it was, it was your normal CHM stuff. And he said then that most of the people didn't come back. And in his words, um, but that's all right. That yeah. bothers me a lot. That, that's, that is so serious. Those people that, that, I mean, who knows the ramifications of what happened here? Was there somebody there that was looking for Christ that, that, that wanted to get saved and they heard a bunch of bull and walked away from it? You, know, you think about the impacts that could have for years to come. Well, 100%, man. I mean, did you have somebody that's coming there and, you know, more than likely they're serious and they, they have questions and, you know, maybe they don't know a ton, you know, and without ever really asking those questions, they hear him and they hear him going down on anything and everything. And they're like, um, okay, well, uh, my question was answered. I want nothing to do with this, mm -hmm. you know? And they walk away, and then in their mind, oh, well, it's okay. They just weren't serious. It's like, well, um, no, you just preached a bunch of nonsense. It's not even biblical, you know? And geez. They realized you were full of crap and left. Yeah, and left. Sure. But you and your faithful sheep, <laughs> the ones that will follow you and uh, play dead, if that's what you asked them to do, they were the ones that stayed there and put up with it. I, I think that this here is an illustration of, of one reason why I think that the CHM at times, I try to be careful because I know that there's, there's good people there, but I, I think that the CHM can and has been in the past so dangerous because I oh fully God. believe that there are times and a lot of times the CHM has actually stood in the way of someone trying to come to Christ. I mean, that's terrifying, that's heartbreaking, and that needs, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons why I, I feel that we should talk about this stuff so much, guys. I mean, that's dangerous stuff. The gospel itself is very simple. It's very it's easy so to, simple. yes, it's very easy to accept Christ, but what you have in so many instances is you have groups like the CHM kind of butt in line and stand there and be like, oh, no, no, actually, we're going to require this of you, or we're going to require this, this. And so a lot of people are like, I can't, no, I can't. And rightfully so, because life is hard enough as it is without all this extra stuff put on that doesn't need to be there. And that is what the CHM requires of people so many times is just extra crap, the stuff that doesn't mean a thing. It's just preferences or it's somebody's personal conviction from the past. You know, mommy or daddy did this, so I guess I got to do it. And um, you cause people to, to turn away from the faith. And uh, that's, oh my Lord, that's... That's kind of dark when you think about it. They think it's right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you think about all the times, Kenny, you'd hear just the wild stuff preached at revivals we grew up in. And, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it almost gets shouted down. Oh, yeah, they would. They would. Dude, they start preaching. Man, I was in a service one night that uh, they were, the guy was preaching on things. And literally, dude, in the, uh, like, in the congregation, one guy would be like, preach on TV. Are you he serious? Started, yeah, he just started hitting on TV. Preach on that music. I mean, dude, he just, I'm serious, dude. And they just go to it. It was just, it was comical, really. That's the holiness like, version of play some Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
it's like what in the world i remember sitting there as a kid like holy moly i like i want to go eat guys like let's just let this preacher finish up this thing so we can get out of here <laughs> let's not give him extra things to preach about <laughs> absolutely i can remember after a revival service where a guy would come down the line on short sleeves and tv and um divorce and remarriage and whatnot uh, I could remember we'd leave service and just stand around and be like, well, he shelled down the corn tonight. Now, didn't he bless God? You know, just, oh, yeah. just stand around like we had just witnessed oh, yeah. something, you know, great. And looking back on it, it was, it was a pile of bull. <laughs> oh, yeah. We used to say, oh, man, he stepped on a few people's toes tonight. Oh, he stepped on some toes. Uh, there were some people yeah. there. I could, the carnality was raring up. They didn't want to hear that. Yeah. Yep. Do you ever think yep. they didn't want to hear it because it just, it's, it's not grounded Dude, in anything? How- Dude, they probably knew how much bull it was. How gossipy is that, though? Like, think about that. We did. We literally would stand there and be like, oh, man, there was some toast stepped on tonight. They didn't like that. You could just tell by the way they were looking. Like, That's like, so gossipy. It's like, just like, you're like literally just cutting somebody to shreds. And you don't, you may not even really know their life. Oh, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, that woman could be dying of breast cancer or something, but because she, you know, like her hair was shorter or something. Oh my, he didn't like, she didn't like hearing about that. Short she hair. didn't like that. She couldn't handle the truth now, could she, brother? Yeah, she can handle the truth. Like, it's just ridiculous, man. We were, oh, I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> I, you remember too, like, and, and real quick before we wrap up, this was a point that was made at, at Berean Holiness at the conference that sometimes the standards almost became an idol. Like it, it almost hit idolatry because we looked up to that so much. That became what we were. And do you remember these testimonies? It was especially the women because the men really didn't look that different from anybody yeah, in the world no, when, they ha- when they have a suit on. Um, they yeah. Pretty normal. But the women would always be like, you know, I just, uh, they, they could tell there was something different about me. You know, I looked different. And yeah. someone would come up, where do you go to church, sister? <laughs> you know, just. Yeah. Almost like this braggadocious testimony that would about how great we are yeah, and how we attract it. people. Yeah. The weird thing is though that the ones that they always testified about that would ask them if they were a Christian, they never showed up in the church services. Now that I think about it. No, they they didn't really. And dude, you want to actually hear another? And I know we got to wrap this up, but this is just fun fact for you. Um, somebody the other day we were talking about my dad's camp down in Nelsonville. Okay. Out of all the rough kids, and I'm not talking about like church kids. I'm talking about like rough kids that we brought kind of like off the streets. They came to camp for years, you know, from the time they were a kid to the time that basically like they were no longer able to be a camper. You know how many kids actually come out of that and still are serving God? How many? One. Are you serious? No joke. One kid. Out of all those years? Out of all, out of like the 20 some years. All of the rough kids. Now, I'm not mentioning oh, church kids because, I mean, there was there was church kids that, like, they grew up in church. They grew up with church families. Like, you know, they kind of like, right. you know, then they, they either, they some of them did lose out too, but, like, they, a lot of them, like, you know, they, they kind of grew up in the church. They grew up with good families. Like, they either, they, you know, a lot of times they even found their way and got out of the CHM. So, I even like, oh, that's even better. Sure. But out of all the rough kids that come to that camp over the 27 years, one kid. Is actually still serving God today. That honestly, that's shocking to me. I mean, you, yeah, dude, it, you got it's me with that staggering. one. Wow. We used to hear, and I understand that there is some truth to this, but it's also a cop out. They would say, "Well, you know, numbers don't mean nothing." Like, okay, I get it. However, if your numbers are always in the negatives, um, yeah. 
you need to reevaluate what you're doing. Well, yes, 100%. And I like one thing, and this guy was actually, he's actually a CA2 guy, and I heard him say this a long time ago. He actually kind of took it the other way. He said, um, you know, people, they say, don't worry about numbers. He said, but numbers are souls. Yes. And if you're not worried about the numbers, you're not really worried about the souls. I'm like, well, that's, that's actually really true. Because I, I always grew up, oh, don't worry about the numbers. Oh, yeah, we're on the, are these four? No more. Bless God, we're doing all right. Mm-hmm. He's, like, and he's like, no, 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 wait a minute. Like, no, those are souls. And if you're not worried about that, like, there's a problem.